Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Threes of Crowd podcast with your host, Latre Gant. Um, today's going to be just your boy here, um, riding solo, um, kind of co-host, you know, they got some stuff going on. So this is going to be a, um, a solo podcast. I hope you guys are doing well out there with COVID and also staying safe with this Hurricane Laura. Um, make sure you guys are staying safe. Make sure you guys are evacuating if needed within the area, you know, Texas, um, Houston. Um, so please, Louisiana, please, please stay safe and evacuate if needed. Um, today's podcast is going to be kind of a, um, a brief, but dissertation of uh, what's going on in this country right now, uh, with, uh, the shooting of Jacob Blake, um, and kind of the NBA boycotting of the games today and, uh, kind of, um, what they're going to do moving forward. So I kind of wanted to just get my thoughts on what's going on. And I kind of just give you guys uh, my view of it and kind of what I think should happen moving forward. Um, So basically, um, you know, in the wake of the shooting of Jacob Blake, and if you don't know, it's basically uh, Jacob Blake was a black man um, within the Kenosha area, within the Milwaukee area. Um, That based off of reports, you know, whether you, whoever you believe, you know, per se, um, was that, you know, he was breaking up a fight between two people, uh, cops are called, and, um, as the cops are being called, um, you know, he's being, um, you know, detained, and, um, they try to tase him, and they're unable to tase him, and, you know, he reaches into his vehicle, and he's shot seven times in his back, um, in front of his three children, um, so, with that, you know, as graphic as that is, that's kind of, that's, you know, what happened, you know, um, there's some people saying, Hey, you know, it wasn't a fight. Um, he was fighting, you know, some people are saying, once again, he's breaking up a fight. Some people are saying it was just a dispute. He, you know, uh, got into it with the cops, you know, it's still murky. So I don't want to get too deep into that. Um, as far as, um, the intimate details well all i know is a black man who was unarmed was shot seven times um in the back like a coward it's as simple as that he was shot seven times uh you can shoot someone one or two times and detain them um he to me he was shot to be killed their intent was to kill him um, and thank God that um, God had other plans for him. Now he is paralyzed, but he is alive. And um, that's the main thing. And, you know, it sucks that his quality of life is going to be diminished. But like I said, the main thing is that he's alive. Um, but like I said, I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on what's going on because, <coughs> excuse me, I'm dealing with a cold here. <coughs> um, as you kind of look through what's going on in this country you know with the police brutality you look at it as how many more times is this going to happen how many more times are we going to wake up and see x person shot by the cops x person called on camera body camera getting killed by the cops x person beat up by the cops x person black person shot unarmed you know how many times are we going to wake up and see see this you know how many times we're gonna wake up and and feel traumatized as a people to know the people that are sworn in to protect and serve us are the ones that are brutalizing us on a daily a daily basis um you know i look at it as 
you know, this has been happening for years. The only difference is it's documented. You know, it's on camera for everybody to see social media. You're able to get news out super, super quick. And I think people are now just saying, damn, this is really happening, but it's, it's on camera. It's happening, you know. And I think that us as a people are tired and we're just frustrated and fed up. And I think when you're fed up as a people, you know, I think that, you know, rationality gets thrown out the window. And I think we have to be careful with that because, you know, we kind of want to make sure everything is done with a purpose and done with a um, strategic plan behind it. But I understand the frustration. We're tired. Once again, we're tired of waking up and seeing our brothers and sisters murdered in cold blood or, uh, or traumatized by these cops. And it seems like, once again, these cops, there's no consequences. There's no there's no um, going to jail. It's, it's paid leave. It's sensitivity training. It's getting moved to another department. And we're tired of it. We want justice. It's as simple as that. Uh, we want things to be changed we want things to be reformed you know we want things to be altered you know that's what we want this is you know it's just in um the essence of black lives matter we don't want anything more than anybody we just want to be treated as equal you know and i think that's all we're asking is that we want these cops held accountable because when we do something in our community we're held accountable when when ray ray she's john john ray ray goes to jail for a long time he doesn't get paid leave. <laughs> Ray Ray don't get paid leave. Ray Ray don't get... Um, he doesn't get sensitivity training for killing John John. Ray Ray goes to jail for a long time. You know? And that's the difference. You know, when people... Once again, people bring up... Oh, why aren't there protests when it's black-on-black crime? Or when... You know, a black person kills another black person in Chicago. Or Detroit. Or, or wherever it is. You know, you guys don't protest in. Well, the difference is, once again... When we kill each other, for one, we're not killing each other because we're black. That's number one. Nobody, you can't very rarely you could find another black man that killed a black man or a woman. Black woman kill a black woman because they're black. It's usually due to a dispute over something money related, drug related, a woman related. But it's never going to be just because you're black and I want to take you out. That's that stupid, dumb logic. Number one, and number two, you're going to kill per your capita, per the people around you. If there's black people around you, of course, that's going to happen. When a white person goes and shoots up a school, no one says, look at that white-on-white crime. Or when, you know, uh, Christopher kills John in the suburbs, nobody says, look at that white-on-white crime. No, it's you're relative to whoever's within your area. Um, So that notion definitely needs to go out the window as far as, you know, why don't you guys protest from black-on-white crime? Um... And the main thing is, once again, our issue with the cops is that whenever there is police brutality, whenever there is a conflict, whenever there is video, they're getting paid leave. They're getting sensitivity training. And that's what makes us mad. That's what irritates us is because there's no consequences for the actions. If there's no consequences, this stuff keeps going on. Because what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, I can beat beat a black person up. Yeah, I can be physical with them. What's the worst going to happen? I'm going to get paid off. I'm going to get paid leave. I'm going to go to another department. Um, You know, and I think that's the frustrating, once again, the frustrating part that we have as a people is that we're not getting justice when justice is served in every other aspect of life, especially for us. You know, and 
I look at it as, you know, to me, if you're going to be a cop in this world, you can't be trigger happy. And if you if you're one of those people that say, well, the cops have a tough job, and you know, you never know what they go through and they're traumatized and they're all this and that. Man, that may be the case. But guess what? You signed up to be a cop. If you're a firefighter, you can't be afraid of fires. If you're a pilot, you can't be afraid of heights. You know, if you're in the military, you can't be afraid to kill somebody. That's part of your job description. I didn't sign up to be a cop. I signed up to be a civilian. You signed up to be a cop. And part of being a cop is protecting and serving the people that you govern. Not to brutalize them. Not to attack them. Not that when you, when when I get pulled over by a cop, that the very first thing I'll talk about isn't, uh, what did I do wrong? Not grab my license or registration. Not you know, make sure that I understand what's going on. No, it's, let me make sure I, I make out of this encounter alive. That That's the issue. That's the issue that we have to tell our young men and women, this is how you talk to a cop because I want you home. I want you to come home safely. We shouldn't have that. We should be able to call our cops and say, I'm proud to call my local police department because they're going to come handle whatever situation I got going on. Not, I call the cops and I end up being the one assaulted or I'm the one that ends up being killed because I relied on my local police department. You know, Mr. Blake was breaking up a fight. He's breaking up an altercation, Mr. Jacob Blake, and he ends up paralyzed. What kind of stuff? What is that? What is that? I'm breaking up a fight and I end up paralyzed? I'm being a good citizen, but because I'm African-American and you see me as a threat, I can no longer walk. And now that you shoot me seven times in the back like a coward and you shoot me in front of my three kids. Imagine the, imagine how his kids are traumatized for that. For the rest of their lives, knowing they, they saw their father, their father figure, the love, you know, someone that's, that's cared for them being shot seven times like a dog in the street. Shot like it's nothing. You know, I think that's something that us as a people we're consistently dealing with. The trauma of being dealing with the police department and nothing happening. You know, and I think that uh, frustration is boiled over. We're tired, you know. Uh, I know I am. I'm tired of I'm tired of saying RPs. I'm tired of hashtags. You know, I'm tired of saying who's next. I'm tired of that. I want action. I want change. I want people arrested. I want people uh, uh, charged. I want people uh, to be dealt with accordingly. I, I'm, I'm tired of. I'm tired of turning the other cheek. You know, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of waking up and seeing my brothers and sisters consistently being harassed. You know, I'm tired of it. And I want you to be tired too. You know, this isn't a political podcast. This is a sports podcast. And I'm going to tie that in later. But I want you as a people, if you're listening to this, black, white, brown, don't matter. Be upset. Be upset about what's going on in this country. Be upset that that your black brothers and sisters, if you are white, feel uncomfortable when they when they drive by a police a police car. The fact that they take detours when they see a cop. 
Well, why, why is that? Why, why, why should they have to do that? Why are they fearful of their lives like that? And if you are African-American listening to this, be outraged. Write to your local offices. Write to your local police departments. And if you and if you want to get and if you want to get real radical, become a cop and try to help reform some of these idiots that are are, are fil- filtered through these companies. I'm sorry, through these departments. You know, the fact that you can get a it takes longer to get a cosmetology license than it do to get a badge. Something wrong with that. Fundamentally, to me, it is something wrong with that. There's something wrong with uh, people being brutalized by the people that are supposed to protect and serve them. To me, that's an issue. Okay? To me, that, there's a problem with that. And, uh, you know, this is just another instance, once again, you know, the Trayvon Martins, the Michael Browns, the Tamir Rice, all these guys, um, you know, that have been, Oscar Grant, that have been murdered for no reason other than they're African-American. Being black is not a threat. My skin color is not a threat. It shouldn't be a threat. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Just once again, I just hope reform happens in some way, shape, or form. Because once again, I'm tired of seeing our brothers and sisters slaughtered in the streets uh, by people that are supposed to protect and serve them. Um, So that kind of ties into... The next thing we'll talk about, which is um, the NBA players, um, you know, they kind of formed, you know, obviously they're in the bubble right now uh, due to COVID in Orlando um, and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Orlando Magic were going to have a basketball game today for game five of their uh, first round playoff series. Um, but the Milwaukee Bucks decided to stay in the locker room out of solidarity for Mr. Jacob Blake and say, we're not going to hoop today. We're not going to play today. Um we're not going to entertain you guys today. We want you to focus on the life of Jacob Blake and focus on the police brutality that continues to ravage our country. Um, and, uh, you know, they did that along with the Clippers, along with the Houston Rockets, along with the Lakers, and along with the Trailblazers. You know, and I think what's important with these guys and what they're doing is that they are showcasing their power they're showcasing their resolve they're showcasing what we can do as a as a people what we can do as a country to fight systemic racism and fight police brutality and fight the 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 history of this country because the milwaukee bucks are saying no we're not going to be your entertainment we're not going to be your escape from reality that's what sports is for a lot of people it's the escape from the bills of life. You know, oh, I had a hard day at work. Oh, my girlfriend broke up with me. My boyfriend broke up with me. I can't pay this bill. Um, you know, um, you know, I'm hungry. I, you know, whatever your life issue is, you can turn on a game for two or three hours, watch superhuman athletes, and just get immersed in the game. You can go on YouTube and watch hours and hours of highlights. And forget all about your worries that you have for the day. But what the Milwaukee Bucks are saying, what the Clippers are saying, what the Lakers are saying, what the Trailblazers are saying, uh, what the Magic are saying, are saying, no, you're not going to have that escape. We're not going to give you that escape. You're going to deal with this reality that black people deal with, have been dealing with for over 400 years. You're not going to get that escape. 
You're not going to be able to to turn the other cheek and say, oh, what happened to Jacob Blake is awful, but Giannis Antetokounmpo, he's really good, and, and I'm going I'm to watch that. No. You're not going to get that. <laughs> You're not going to get to watch Giannis dunk. You're going to talk about Jacob Blake and why he was shot seven times in his back by the police department. That's what you're going to have a discussion about. You're going to have a discussion about why, um, you know, the police are, are, are brutalizing the people that they sworn to protect and serve. You're not going to get to watch LeBron James dunk and shoot threes. You're not going to get Damian Lillard shooting from the logo. You know, you're not going to get that. You're going to talk about the injustices that has plagued this country since its inception. Since we came over here involuntarily in chains and handcuffs. That's what you're, that's what you're going to talk about. You're going to talk about that. You're going to have that discussion. And I was just having a discussion with my friends the other day. If, if, if we want change, these sports, these sports teams, it starts with them. It starts with the LeBron James. So, and shout out to LeBron James. Shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Shout out to James Harden. Shout out to Chris Paul. Russell Westbrook. Because it starts with those guys. It starts with those guys saying, to hell with my stats. To hell with my championships. Um, to hell with all that. You know, I want change. I want justice. It's, it, yeah, it's cool to have Black Lives, Matter, Black Lives Matter painted on the courts. That's cool. It's nice to have justice for Breonna Taylor on shirts and headbands and um, coaches wearing equality and, and enough is enough. That's nice. And that's a great stepping stone. And that's and that's way more than what a lot of sports leagues are allowing. So shout out to the NBA for that. Shout out to Adam Silver for that. But true change, true change comes with sacrifice. True change comes when something is difficult. When something is is something that you're losing, something that is um, in your face. It's uncomfortable. Colin Kaepernick risked his career, lost his career for something he believed in. Point blank and simple. He he lost his career for something he was willing to he was willing to lose millions of dollars for something that he believed in. And what this boycott is showing me from these players is that. They're willing to to risk it all. They're willing to to avoid paychecks. Willing because once again, if there's no games, the networks don't get paid. If the networks don't get paid, the owners don't get paid. If the owners don't get paid, the players don't get paid. So don't 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 be naive. These players know there's a risk with this, and this is why the NFL players their money's not guaranteed. So that's something happening with the NFL is probably not going to happen just due to the the guarantees in their contracts. These NBA players have a lot more security. Um, obviously, there's a lot less players, so they have a lot more freedom to do something like this. Okay? And what this is showing me is that they're willing to say, we're going to be serious about change. We're not stepping foot on this court until the cops that killed Breonna Taylor are arrested. We're not stepping foot on this court until the people that um, shot Jacob Blake seven times in the back are arrested and prosecuted. That's what we want. That's what LeBron James is saying. That's what Giannis Antetokounmpo is saying. They're saying enough is enough. We're not. We're, we're tired of being your escape from reality. We're tired of you watching black and brown bodies entertain you while we're slaughtered in the streets. We're tired of it. We're tired of it because guess what? To anybody that 
that has an issue with it. When LeBron James leaves the bubble, when Giannis leaves the bubble, when when James, there are black men in this country. That's all they are. LeBron James, philanthropist, great father figure. Um, whatever you want to say about him on the court, leave that be. He's been a role model. Guess what? He he got the N word sprayed on his house in Brentwood because that's what they think of him. He could be the great basketball player, great man. Great make a wish, great great player, great great ambassador for the game. Um, no no scandals, nothing. But that's what they think of him. That's all he is to a lot of people, and to cops, that's all he is. That's all he is. You know, Sterling Brown, who plays for the Milwaukee Bucks, a professional athlete, ran into that same police department two years ago, where he was tased for parking in a handicapped spot, harassed, caught on video. You have somebody that played for the Milwaukee Bucks, literally played for, placed for, and placed for them now, was assaulted by the same cops that are sworn to protect and serve. This hit home for Milwaukee. This is in their backyard. The same way Trayvon Martin hit home for the Miami Heat and LeBron James and D Wade and the boys wore the hoodies. You know, imagine if Rodney King happened today. And that'd be in the Lakers' backyard. This is in Milwaukee's backyard. Milwaukee had a chance to make a statement. Milwaukee could have said, you know what? You know, this this is obviously a tragedy, but we're going to move on. We're going to be a band-aid for the country. We're going to be a band-aid for Milwaukee. And we're going to be an escape belt. But to say, no, we're going to make it uncomfortable. We're going to make you have this discussion about what happened and why it happened. And why this continues to happen. You know. And I think once again. I want to salute these boys. Because it's not hard. I mean I'm sorry. It's not hard. It's not easy to make this type of decision. Because there's money being lost. I mean the, the season's lost. Think about it. Kawhi Leonard. Hey he's only got two years on that deal with the Clippers. LeBron James. Year 17. He may never. This may be his next, his closest shot to one in the fourth ring. James Harden. This may be James Harden's best shot of winning a championship. This may be Chris Paul's last hurrah. You know? But they're willing to risk it for something for a greater good. For a bigger cause than basketball. Now, once again, I just want to salute the NBA. Once again, always being progressive. Always being um, a top-notch organization. Now, is there going to be a full-fledged boycott where the, the season's canceled? We don't know yet. You know, it's kind of up in the air right now. But from, if you believe uh, Shams and Walsh, who are the two most credible reporters when it comes to the NBA, the Lakers and Clippers voted to not to not finish the season. Those are your two. two them, the Bucks, and the Clippers are probably, I was those three teams, Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, are the three perennial title contenders and you got two LA teams one with LeBron James on it saying we're willing to scrap it we want justice we want change we're tired of it we're tired of seeing our brothers and sisters once again slaughtered and nothing being done about it um so you know once again shout out to the NBA um prayers once again to you guys um dealing with this whole hurricane situation 
uh, praise out to the um, Brown family uh, because, you know, I, I can't even imagine going through something like this in, in these times. Um, but I do want to say thank you guys for tuning in. I know it's kind of a shorter podcast, but just kind of want to get my thoughts about what's going on. Um, sorry for the delay in the podcast. Had a lot going on in my life, along with the rest of us. Um, both trades, you know, we, we've got a lot going on. Trades of content created for 2K, so the game's coming out, so he's got a lot going on. Uh, Trey's been busy, you know, doing what he's doing. So um, we're going to get back to, you know, trying to give you guys one every couple of days. Um, so I, I do appreciate you guys' patience. And please, um, if you are taking a listen to this podcast on Apple, please leave us a five-star review. It truly, truly helps us out. Please, please leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. You know, I feel like their growth is coming, uh, but we can't do it without you guys. So please, please share Leave five-star review. Leave comments on what you want to listen to. Um, once again, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anywhere you find your podcast, we're available. Three's a crowd. Um, so I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in. Uh, once again, stay safe um, from COVID, um, from, you know, the whole hurricane situation. Um, and until next time, peace out. And uh, until we talk again, have a good one.